0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: This series, How Fertile Is Your Soil?, is one of Pastor Ray's most powerful and popular messages dealing with the spiritual condition of today's church. Sounding the alarm, Pastor Ray warns that there is heart trouble in the body of Christ and it is in need of spiritual healing. The heart... Referred to is a man's spirit, the seed to be planted is the Word of God, and the soil into which he plants is the condition of that man's heart. Planting good seed into good soil always produces good crops. But planting that same good seed into poor soil will only produce poor crops. Like a prosperous farmer, God has created man to produce a good crop with the seed he has provided. So, why are some not doing so? The seed or word is always good, so it must be the soil, the condition of the man's heart. Into what kind of soil is your seed being planted? What's your heart's condition?
2: There's heart trouble in the body of Christ. And I'm not talking about the physical heart, I'm talking about the heart of man. There is heart trouble. Our hearts are not as healthy as they ought to be. And this is one of the reasons why we're not producing the kind of results because there's nothing wrong with God's word. He said his word will produce. It's been sent for a purpose to prosper, to accomplish things in our life. But as I have studied and I have prayed and I have sought the Lord, I see over and over and over again that there's nothing wrong with God's word, but sometimes there's something wrong with the soil upon which that seed is sown. One, one of the things that you're going to hear me say over and over again today is that the effectiveness of the seed depends upon the condition of the soil upon which it was sown. I'm going to talk to you about, if I were to give this a title, this kind of fits into the same theme of being fruitful because we have been created to produce we've been created to bring forth god doesn't want you insufficient he doesn't want you lacking he doesn't want you poor he doesn't want you broke he wants you producing growing abounding and being productive in your life can i get a better amen than that all right so if we're going to give this a title the title would be this and it's a question how fertile is your soil how fertile is your soil And the soil that we're going to be talking about today and what we're going to be focusing in on is the condition of man's heart. The condition of man's heart. And we're not talking, I'm not going to be talking about the blood pump that is in the center of your chest, but we're going to be talking about the spirit of man. Now, just for the sake of laying down some foundation here, um, the spirit of man is, is who you really are. That's the true you. Man is a spirit. You were created after the likeness and image of God. You are a spirit. You have a soul which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit and your soul live in this body. This is nothing but a house that carries around the real you that lives on the inside. We have different size houses. Some are skyscrapers. I ended up being a puny house, like a cottage. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. I wish I were a skyscraper, but I'm a cottage. That's all right. I'm bigger on the inside than I look on the outside. All right? So... (laughs) So... Everybody's got a different house, different color house. It doesn't matter. This is just a house that carries around the real you on the inside. Amen? That's the heart of man. Now, I want to start. We're going to look at three different verses today or portions of Scripture. We're going to start in Isaiah chapter 55. Then we're going to go over to Proverbs 4, 23. And then we're going to go to Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, starting with verse 13. I want to start in Isaiah 55, and we're going to start in verse 8. And the Word of God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Hallelujah. How many of you get excited about the fact that God is thinking some better things for you than you can even think for yourself? He's got some bigger, better things in store for you than you can even imagine. Whatever the greatest thing you can think about yourself, God's got something even greater than that. That's what the Word says. He says, let me read it again. He says, his thoughts are not my thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So get ready because God's got something really good in store for you. Can I get a better amen than that? Now let's read verse 10 and 11 and let's pay special attention to this for a minute. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now, isn't it interesting that in verse 10, he uses the analogy of seed, how seed can bring forth something to the earth, right? Right? And he says in verse 11, so shall my word be. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish the purpose for which I sent and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So the word and seed are synonymous, are one and the same. See, what you have to come to understand is that this word, this word of God, can create whatever you need, want, or desire in your life. This word is like seed, and when it is planted in fertile ground, it will bring forth an abundant harvest so much more than anything you could ever imagine. And that's why I say, it says just like the natural seed, you know, the rain comes down, creates and there's a seed and you sow it and it produces, so shall my word, which proceeds from my mouth, it'll accomplish something in your life if you recognize it as such. If you understand that this is like seed, And this has life to produce or has the power to produce in your life great things. Bring forth abundance. How many of you want something more, need something more, desire something more, need a better life, a better future? How many of you want to see God work mightily in your life? Well, the way to it is through the word of God. As you receive this word, it's like seed coming on you that has the power to produce awesome results and a great harvest. But now here's the question even though God's word can produce in our lives and he says I mean I love this this verse here I've known this verse for many many years so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth it shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and prosper in the thing for which I sent it the word will accomplish the word will accomplish great things in your life and in my life but here's the question will it be accomplished in you just because the word has the power to accomplish doesn't mean necessarily that it will be accomplished in your life. Let me give you a case in point. How many know that salvation is for everybody? Come on, are you all here? How many of you agree that salvation is for everybody? Well, how come everybody doesn't get saved? The fact of the matter is that that word that came forth from the Lord, that all none should perish, but all should come into the knowledge and understanding of Jesus Christ. Just because the word says that everybody should prosper, I mean, should be saved, not everybody is saved because it really depends upon what the hearer does with the information that he gets. It depends on the condition of the soil upon which that seed is sown. The condition of the soil is of great, great importance to bringing forth a tremendous and wonderful harvest. Now, in Mark's gospel, which we're going to get to in just a little bit, really talks about, we're going to talk about four distinctly different types of soil upon which the seed is sown. But before we go there, let's just talk about, because the heart is really the soil that God is talking about. Your heart is the soil. Let's go over to Proverbs chapter 4, and let's get a verse out of uh, chapter 4. And verse 23, a very familiar verse to many of us, but I want you to just pay special attention to this. Proverbs four twenty-three. says, keep your heart, this is New King James, with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Wow. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the very issues of life. Well, let me read a couple other versions here, because I think you get a, a better idea. Now, this one is the New Living Translation. It says, guard your heart, I love this, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It doesn't say guard your faith. It doesn't say guard your love. It doesn't say guard your hope. It says guard your heart above all else for, out of the, uh, for, for it determines, in this version, it determines the very course of your life. Now, one of the things you have to understand about your heart, because before we can get to what I want to, I've got to lay this little foundation down. What you have to understand about your heart is that your heart is like the control center of your life. Now, a computer, they tell me, has something called, it used to be a motherboard, now it's a CPU, right? Central Processing Unit. That is the heart of that computer. If something goes wrong with the CPU, everything that comes out of that computer is going to be wrong. Am I correct? The CPU has to be operating, functioning properly in order for the computer to be able to give out good information and give out something, you know, give out what it was created to give out. If there's something wrong with the heart of that computer, then the computer is in big trouble. You can't, you're not going to get good, good stuff out of it. Likewise, man, when the heart of man is not in proper condition and in the proper place, which is the soil that we're going to see that Jesus refers to, when the condition of the soil is not right, then, then it's going to be really hard to get a good harvest in your life. Even though God says here in Isaiah that the seed will not return to him, the word will not return to him void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which he sent it and it will prosper in the thing uh, that he sent it for. Even though he said that it will accomplish and prosper, if the condition of the soil is not right, then the word is not going to take effect and bring forth the kind of harvest that, that God would desire and God would have for each and every one of us. Here's another case in point. When you go to, I don't know about your doctor, but when I go to my doctor, one of the very first things they do is he pulls out a stethoscope and he starts listening to my heart. That's like the very first thing they do before they do anything else is they check your heart. And then he brings out this big machine with all these little sticky pads and they put them here, here, all over, all over your body and they push a button and it goes click and they get an EKG on you. Why? Because if you have a heart problem and a heart condition, the the examination stops right there because we've got to pay attention to this heart problem. Why? Because the heart is the control center of life, of your body. And if there's something wrong with your heart, the rest of your body is going to not function properly. It's going to affect your breathing. It's going to affect your kidneys. It's going to affect all of these different things in your body because there's something wrong with the heart. I'm here this morning to tell you something, and I'm going to be as honest and as bold and as direct as I can be because I love you and I want to help you. That is my only purpose. There's heart trouble in the body of Christ. And I'm not talking about the physical heart, I'm talking about the heart of man. There is heart trouble. Our hearts are not as healthy as they ought to be. And this is one of the reasons why we're not producing the kind of results because there's nothing wrong with God's word. He said his word will produce. It's been sent for a purpose to prosper, to accomplish things in our life. But as I have studied and I have prayed and I have sought the Lord, I see over and over and over again that it's, there's nothing wrong with God's word, but sometimes there's something wrong with the soil upon which that seed is sown. One, one of the things that you're going to hear me say over and over again today is that the effectiveness of the seed depends upon the condition of the soil upon which it was sown. If you don't have good soil, you're not going to have a good harvest. One of the things, my father was a very avid gardener, and he, uh, he, he could grow anything. I mean, I was, I'm convinced that if he put a quarter in the ground, he could grow money. I mean, he just, he just had a real green thumb and could do it. I mean, our, our yard was the envy of the neighbor, neighborhood because he had luscious you know, flowers and plants and trees and bushes. And then behind the flower garden, there was a huge vegetable garden. We hardly bought any vegetables in the summer because he grew everything. And you name it, he grew it. I was eating things that today are gourmet and in fashion. Back then, they were just in dad's garden. I mean, you know, we ate everything raw right out of the ground. He just wash it by the garden hose and just eat it. uh, But I can remember something about my dad and about his garden is that it would come to the end of the season, like in the fall, and he would take all the dead stuff and he would just bury it in the dirt and he'd throw some lime and he'd turn that dirt. And then soon as the spring broke and the ground started to soften, I remember how he would go out there early in the spring and he'd start tilling that soil and he'd put in more lime and then he'd throw in peat moss and then he'd throw in fertilizer and then he'd bring out that ghastly stinking cow manure or horse manure whatever it was I mean the whole yard house everything would stink for days because he'd spread that all over the garden and he'd get in there and he'd keep toiling it every day he'd be out there turning that soil for weeks and weeks he'd be toiling and uh, turning and digging and and tossing that soil around and putting all kinds of things into that soil getting it ready for the seed that he would eventually sow in that soil. What I found out is that my dad spent more time working on the soil than he did sowing the seed. Because he understood, and in the natural we understand, that the condition of the soil really determines the effectiveness of the seed that will be sown in it. And, And likewise, spiritually speaking, the effectiveness of God's word, which is seed, depends upon the condition of the soil of man's heart. If you have a good heart and you have good soil, then that word, that seed is going to fall into your life and it's going to start to produce things in your life that you otherwise would have never seen or never thought possible or, ever, or even dreamt possible. But, but we have to see that he says right here uh, in, in Proverbs 20, uh, 4, 23, he says, above all else, guard your heart, for out of it spring the issues of life. He didn't say above all else, guard your faith, guard your love, guard your hope. Guard your money. He said, above all else, guard your heart, because out of it spring the issues of life. Or this one version, the new living I love, for it determines the very course of your life. So we as believers have the responsibility, above all, to guard and to protect And to watch over our heart that it stays in the right condition so that when we come to church, when we read the word, when we listen to the word, that seed is falling upon a fertile heart and it will produce big time in our lives. Because that's what the word of God was created and given to us to do, to create, to accomplish, to do something. Everything I am, everything I have today, whatever I've been able to accomplish in my life has all been through this word receiving this word into my life, acting on it, holding it in my heart, keeping my heart right, and eventually the effects of this seed began to show itself in my life. When you, now springtime, everybody's buying little packages of seed, right? Y'all buy people sow and stuff. So. Well, there's a picture on the package. Tomatoes. The tomatoes are not in the package, only the seed is in the package. If you want the tomato, then you have to take the seed And you have to sow it in the soil, and you have to nurture it, and you have to keep it, and you have to do right over that seed until it brings forth the results of the tomatoes that are promised on the package. God's Word is the same way. Everything in there is promised to you and to me. It's like the picture on the package of the seeds. But you have to take the seed and you have to sow it into the right soil and you have to protect it and nurture it and pray over it and water it and with faith and hang on to it until it brings forth the results that you see on the package. Does that make sense? All right so above all else guard your heart so let's go over to mark's gospel and we're going to spend the rest of our time this morning in mark's gospel and we'll make some comments as we go along all right so mark's gospel chapter 4 verse 13 i'm going to start here and now what you have to understand is that jesus spoke this parable two times in this uh, in in this chapter four he spoke it to them originally and apparently there must have been some question they didn't understand they didn't understand this parable So Jesus repeats it again, but notice what he says in verse 13. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all parables? Well, that teaches me something, that signals something to me, that understanding this parable is the doorway to understanding all parables. If you don't understand this one, you won't understand any of them. Why? Because this deals with the heart of man. If your heart can't grab it, if you don't see that we have a responsibility in keeping our hearts right, then you're not going to be able to understand anything else that Jesus would try to say to you. Oh, boy. If you don't understand this one, you're going to have trouble understanding all the rest of the word of God. So he says now, he gives this analogy and he says, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Let's just stop right there. So he says, the sower sows the word. Notice the word and seed are synonymous. The sower sows the word. Well, the sower, just put it into common day vernacular, the sower would be, i.e. your pastor or the teacher, whoever it is that's responsible for sowing into your life the word of God. He says the sower sows the word. So let me just talk about that for a minute, if you would allow me to do that. My number one responsibility in your life is not to be your friend, is not to socialize with you, is not to be your personal counselor, My number one responsibility according to the word of God here and in other places is to be a sower of the word of God into your life. And notice that my responsibility as pastor is to make sure that the word is being sown in your life. That the church can't be built upon, thank God this one is not, but the church can't be built upon the music ministry, the children's ministry, the youth ministry, and every other kind of, the ministry must be built upon the sowing of God's word. He said, the sower sows the word. I've been, I've watched, you know, Christian TV and been places. Sometimes you go into a meeting and it's more like a, a business convention than it is a church service. Because there's no word being sown. You can make me feel good by saying all kinds of cliches and jokes and all kinds of, you use all kinds of analogies. But if you're not giving me the word, you haven't done your job, pastor. Managogue. The number one thing that every pastor, every man of God, every teacher must focus in on is sowing the word of God. That is your responsibility. That is the responsibility. So every time I come out to to teach or to preach, I have to have my bag of seed filled so that I can cast out seed, cast out the word so that because it's the word and only the word that can change your life. It's the word and only the word that can yield results in your life. It's the word of God. Just like I said, everything I am, everything I possess, everything that I've been able to do has been the results of the word active and living in my life. Now, so the sower sows the word. Now he begins to talk about the, the different kinds of soil upon which this word is sown. And this is where we take some, take some time and get some interest here. Verse 15, he said, "'And these are the ones by the wayside "'where the word is sown. "'When they hear, Satan comes immediately "'and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts.'" So we understand from this verse that he's talking about the soil being man's heart because he said the devil comes in and takes away the soul from their hearts. So we understand that the soil is men's heart. We also understand from this verse that we just read that, that Satan gained some sort of entrance into this person. You see, let me, tell you, let me tell you how this works. I did a little study on wayside, the wayside Christian, or the wayside uh, uh, soil. The wayside is, is, is simply this. It's a path that was created along the edge of the woods or through the woods from being walked on. In other words, the wayside was compacted, dirt it was very very hard because foot feet had been on it people had been walking on it let me ask you a question here today have any of you been walked on by somebody have any of you had you know interaction with a human being then you felt walked on abused or used and hurt let me tell you what if you've been like most of us have be careful because you could end up a wayside christian and the Wayside Christian is simply the hard-hearted Christian. It's the one who has a hardened heart. It once was soft and pliable, but because of the issues of life, because things went a different way than they expected, maybe a divorce, maybe some other relational situation, maybe, uh, maybe somebody hurt you or did something or said something to you, or whatever it be, because of that, your heart became extremely hardened.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. in your order.